up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Flagrant 2's Patreon episode, No Easy Buckets. Yeah. Water cooler commentary for your sports needs. Yeah. Analysis by assholes. I, I, I missed one. But Water, we're back in it. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, this episode. Happy Black Friday. Happy, happy Black Friday, Friday, man. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much for being part of this community. Uh, we got a very spicy week. We had an incredible episode with with Miko Grimes. Thank you, Miko Grimes, for coming on. Yeah, the podcast. Queen. Um, man, it was so. The one time I wish our female listenership was higher, just so these hosts could learn how to act. <laughs> that's just a ride or die over there. Head man. once a week at a minimum. That's great. That's mm. a that's a wifey. Mm. Wifey, that's a queen. God damn. Monroe Martin has. A I really... wouldn't even. I wouldn't even uh, discredit her by just calling her wifey, bro. I'll that's give her a, a fucking crown. Hell yeah. Call him up, man. All right, we have a special guest. Yeah, we're gonna get to this um, early because uh, it's early on his side. And he has rehab in a few. Oh, is he so, still rehabbing? Yeah, he's bro. He's he's. What's he rehabbing? He's trying to play, dude. That's not. He's trying to play, man. But rehabbing? That's like. an injury. You. You. Yo. Let me let me let me intro you real quick. Let me intro you real quick. We got a history maker on our on our line today on the Flagger Two Hotline. Now I'm saying former New York Knicks, so he always gets love for me. The one and only person in the history of the NBA to win the NBA Slam Dunk Championship three times. Give it up. To one of the greatest dunkers, greatest athletes to ever step foot in the NBA court. My man Nate Robinson is on the Flaker yeah. 2 podcast. What up, Nate? What's up, guys? I'm good, man. How you man. doing? You sound groggy. Nah, man, y'all waking me up at 6, 7 a.m. I mean, shit. You gotta be. <laughs> Come on, bro. You're doing a comeback. These are comeback hours. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't, you yeah, don't got man, rehab today. Yeah, rehab is in a bit after this, so I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna knock it out in a minute. What's what are you rehabbing? I'm rehabbing my meniscus. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, man. okay. See? Yeah, so, but I'm I'll be back. I'm already walking and and running a little bit now, so I'll be back probably full health and uh, now. Probably so late, this late December. Nate, are you in? Are you in Washington doing this rehab? Yes. Yeah, I'm in Seattle. I'm you You're out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you a question. What is it about these pasty vegan bitches that you <laughs> love so much that you get brought back to Seattle? <laughs> no matter how far nah, you go, man. we bring you to the bright lights of New York City. You got Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Indians, yeah, Asians, hey, and black in Seattle. Do you know what I mean? That was my problem. That was my problem here. So you had to get out of there. Too many Spanish. Too many Spanish mommies, So, so you went back, back to, to my roots. You went back to rehab in a place you knew you could concentrate. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to be distracted. You went back to a place where I spell mommy M O M M Y. Now, Nate, man, speaking of Seattle, uh, you know, it's, it's produced a lot of hoopers, you know what I mean? One right now playing for the Knicks is Alonzo Trier. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody mm-hmm. that you've watched uh, growing up for a while. What are your thoughts on him, man? Because I know when we caught up, you was talking a lot about him in, the, in L.A. and saying, yo, he's a he's a real one. He's a hooper. Man. Yeah, man, I just don't understand how a guy like that, that with so much talent can go on drafted, that just shows that GMs, that they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing sometimes. Mm. And, you know, they make mistakes just like we do, like you normal know, people like that. So, uh, you know, Lonzo, he's been, he's been good. He's, he lived in Seattle. He moved out of here, went to Vegas to school. Then he went to uh, Arizona. Then from Arizona, I don't know how you go undrafted, but uh, he was one hell of a player there. 
And then now he's showing the league, you know, what he can do. He's already making people fall, dunking on people, and he's only a rookie. And it's only going to get better. So I hope the Knicks understand that they got a real baller on their hands and that they can open their eyes and understand that Seattle got some cold ballers, man, period. I don't care what nobody say. We can go up against some of the best players in the world. And, uh, and you know, that's just how we do. Yeah, I hear you, man. All right, let me ask you a question, because uh, you were a teammate that was incredibly skilled but could also be a pain in the ass for a coach. So what was it? <laughs> what do you think is happening in Washington, D.C. right now? Uh, with John and, 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 and Bill and all of the guys over there, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, everybody's going to play fingers when you start losing, man. That's, that's just what it is. If they were winning, they wouldn't say any, any of this. Yeah, really. You know, so I, I mean, I yeah, for sure. I've been a part of it before, being with the Knicks and being on a losing team, and we win a little bit, and then, you know, you know, win makes everything a little bit better. It makes you know, the chicken strips taste a little bit better. It makes that lemonade is a little bit more brisk. <laughs> you win, you feel me? Yeah. But I just think they need to just you know find a way to get on the winning streak before they you know make some crazy decisions on trade these guys when those are the guys they actually need to win. There, there's a there's. Yeah. There's a, I have a question, right? And it's really just about Washington, D.C., the organization, right? Washington, D.C. is looking for a coach, right? And they're like, we have a dominant personality in our point guard. We need a coach that has the ability to coach a dominating personality of a point guard. So then they get Scott Brooks... <laughs> who just failed trying to coach a dominant personality of a point guard. How much is on the organization? I mean, it's, it's one thing when you got coaches that be stuck in their way in a certain way, and then you got a player that isn't like a John Wall and barely dealing these guys that, you know, they, you know, they demand so much because, you know, they work so hard, man, and they want to, and they want to be the person to lead the team so the coach don't have to coach as much, but the coaches, they be trying to coach and do so much instead of just let some of the players play mm. sometimes. But um, I just think that, like you said, like like I said earlier, they got to figure out a way just to find a way to win. They got to figure out that way to, to win, no matter how they do it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they just got to gotta go out. You see, they came back down 24 the other night, last night, yeah. came back and win. So they came yeah. back and won the game. So they got to... Uh, they just got to, whatever, however they finish the game, that's how they got to play the rest of the season. I think they'll be all right. And then they can turn the season around and be like, yeah, we started the season like this and then we ended it like this to make it in the playoffs. So, you know, as long as they make the playoffs, you know, I think it's a uh, successful season. Now, Nate, uh, Andrew just mentioned Scott Brooks. That's one of the many shitty coaches you played for. Who was the worst <laughs> coach you played for? No, it was. Now, Dan Tony, it was, it was, Tibbs don't give was, a fuck about your body. <laughs> Who's it was tough. It was tough. It was tough being in OKC the year I was there, man. Because I, when I got there, I knew I wasn't gonna play, and I was behind. And I, this is no disrespect to my guy Eric Maynard, but I was standing. I was playing behind Eric Maynard, like they were like, "This is our guy who we're going with." And I'm looking around, like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> like every day I practice, every day I practice, they were you know like we had to stand on the side and run up, like we had to run lines when they were like they were scrimmage. And, like, we had to run line. So every time they went down and ran, like, you know, they ran down on the other side, we had to run down and wait. And then when they run back, I said, man, this ain't no cartoon. Like, cartoon characters <laughs> running back one. I said, no. I had to stop practicing one day. Like, yo, so are we? So do we not get to practice? Oh, man. I'm lost. 
<laughs> so you know, like, I think, and I think that you know, they took that for me. I think that a lot of coaches that I've been around, they took that as like I don't know if it, I don't want to say disrespect, but they took that a, in a negative way because I was so passionate about playing, and that's practice. Most guys don't even don't even want to practice in the league. Most guys want to chill and just wait for the game. So for me, I was like, no, I like to actually practice. That's how I work on my game. That's how I get better for the game. So yeah. you know, it was it was tough, but. uh I don't know, man. I had, I had some, I had some cool coaches. I had some bad coaches, you know. And I wouldn't necessarily say Tony was a bad coach. He was just a, he was just a bad fit, I guess, for me. He just didn't like me or something. I don't know. I mean, I asked I, me and Carlos Boozer. We did a, uh, we got some passes when our, our first podcast. We got a pass it to All Star Weekend mm-hmm. at Media Day, and I asked Dan Tony, you know, you know, I asked all the players, you know, we asked some questions, and then Dan Tony came up. And I told Booth, I said, I'm going to ask him why he sat me down for them 14 games. <laughs> and I really want to know what I did. And, I, you know, I never asked him over the years. I've never asked him. So, yeah. you know, I went up to him and asked him in front of everybody. Like, yo, they told me, I was like, yo, you know, why you didn't play? And it's funny because I was like, yo, why you didn't play Nate Robinson? And I, I, I said it like, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, why you didn't play Nate Robinson for them 14 games and he had 41 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and a couple of five steals? Why you didn't play him that, like? And he had that game. And he was like, you know, he couldn't give me a real answer. It was so funny. And I put him on the spot. He was like, he was like a deer in the, in the headlights. He didn't know what to say, what to do. It was pretty cool. It was like pretty like the best Q&A I ever had. You know why he didn't play you? Because you were stealing all his pasty white bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny because people ask me that. They were like, man, did you sleep with somebody's girl? <laughs> <laughs> you got hey, I'm going to be honest. I, like, I believe that. I was like, I hope, I was like, I hope not. I hope not. I hope I didn't, man. I really, I hope you I know, didn't. Dear Tony I hope I didn't like sleep with somebody's chicks. girl. Man, I hope I didn't sleep with somebody's girl, man. And somebody was like, you know what? We're going to blackball Nate Robinson. And I hope that wasn't the case. <laughs> and, if, like... and if it was... Hey, and if it was, I want to say here, I apologize. Yo, there's, there's a so so. I heard a story. My understanding about you, Nate, is that you love to compete. Yeah, too much. A little too, too much. much, man. So, <laughs> yeah. so can you clarify this story? I always hear a story. It was you were in Denver, right? And what was the point guard's name? He was in uh, Ty Lawson. Ty, Ty yeah, Lawson. Yeah. yeah. Now, now on mm-hmm. that team, it was you, Ty, and there was uh, I can't Andre believe- Miller. And Andre, Andre, consummate professional. Andre is probably 53 years old at the time. <laughs> hasn't missed a game. Getting buckets still too. Still, bruh, and, and he like just it, he's like I don't work out. Like he just <laughs> says shit that's crazy like that. Uh, Ty is starting, but Ty's drinking. Was Ty just drunk every day? What was the issue with Ty? Man, I mean Ty just liked the party. Man, that was his deal. That was him. Right. And it, it's funny because like. He, like some players, some players are game players. Like Ty's a gamer. He like no matter how much he you know how much he partied and drank or whatever, he always showed up ready to play. And I, I thought it was unbelievable. I'm <laughs> right. like, bro, you really go so hard, and then you go even harder in the game. Right. I'm like, bro, you got to have a good balance. And he's like, bro, I just, I'm turning up. I'm living my life. I'm like, I, I ain't mad at you. So, so I heard nah. there's there's a story. Maybe you can clarify, but. Something was happening. There was dissent in the locker room. They were they were talking about who should start between uh, Andre Miller and Ty Lawson, and like the whole team is there. The coach and staff is there, and they're it, big- wasn't, it wasn't about starting. It wasn't about starting. Let me tell you. Let, let me clarify that it okay. wasn't about starting. Yeah, yeah. So that day, basically, that day was the first day, and I and it's pretty cool. That cool that I got to witness it, but it was kind of crazy that I got to witness it. That it was the first day that Andre Miller got his first DMP. 
right. of his career. Mm, right. And, and, and I mean, for some people, you know, like they want that played every game. You know what I'm saying? He deserves that. Like Andre put in work. He's been playing with some of the best. He's one of the best point guards to play the game. In my opinion, like, you know, smart, cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Real laid back, real humble. Don't, you know, don't talk much. And he got that squeaky little voice. And it's <laughs> funny. So when we came in a lot, you know, like when we, it, well, it started on the court, you know, like he was playing and then the time kept going and then Andre was on a bench. And he was like, there's no way I'm getting my first DMP today. Like, what's up? Like he, like during the timeout, he was like, coach was like, what's, what's up? And uh, after the game, after the game, we got to the locker room, and Andre, he was hot. He was mad, and, you know, he wanted to say he, he stopped, you know, he stopped coach. You know, y'all want to say something before everybody starts saying something. He says, coach, I, I just think that it was disrespectful, and it was not cool that, you know, I got my first DMP. I didn't play. I don't know what the reason why, you know, I don't, I don't get to play. And coach was like, Man, we, we're just going with the younger guy. You know, we're going with the younger guy. And he was like, what you mean by younger guys? Because, like, you guys should not give me an opportunity to, 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 to fight for minutes. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, I think that's unfair. He's like, he was like, me and Nate come in here every day before everybody's here and work out every day. And you guys come and you guys just give guys certain minutes and play guys certain minutes. And it's like, we don't have no chance to earn more minutes. And he was like, you know, I think that's corny. You know that you know that you handle it like that, and then uh, Coach B. Shaw was like, "Well, I'm the coach, and I can play who I want and when I want or whatever it would be moved." And he was like, "Honestly, it wasn't even my call. It was it was it was management." Mm. But you know, you're a grown man. I'm a grown man, and we can handle it and talk to like talking to figure out what's the best solution. And Andre Miller was like, "The best solution was for me to play and help the team. We lost the game. We lost the game. You know what I'm saying? I got wisdom. I got years. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, you know, I, and I was like, wow, you know, everything he said is true. So he was like, you know, Andre Miller goes to his phone and was like, we can, and, he, and, uh, and uh, what did he what, I forgot what B, B, uh, B. Shaw said. B. Shaw, Coach Shaw said something and it triggered him. And then, and, and, and Andre Miller was like, man, you had Shaq and Kobe. You, that's why you got your rings. And those rings were just, you, you know, those rings were handed to you. You didn't, you didn't earn those. You know, and then he went to that, and he was like, "You average two points your whole career. You ain't do nothing." Like he was going in on him. And I was like, everybody was looking around, like, "Is he really talking to coach like this?" And he, you know, Andre really got that voice. He was like, "Yeah, man. He said you average two points a game." <laughs> it was, and we were, and I was trying not to laugh, you know, the whole time. But uh, yeah, that was the day. You know, he was like, you know, you got guys coming in late. You got guys showing up to shoot around late. Nobody just, you know, saying that, you know, saying honest, real stuff. And it was just, you know, pandemonium in that locker room, man. It was just, it was just all bad. And then, like that, rest of the year was just up and down, just like that for the rest of the year. And during the year, whenever uh, Andre would play, like when we played, every time, every time he played, and we like made a shot, and we did something, we put two fingers in the sky, we pointed that guy, like that you the man, like that was Andre thing. So every time we shot the ball, we did something. We always did that for Andre. <laughs> and James, we were doing it for Dre, pointing to the sky. It was, it was like a funny thing that we used to do. So, so but it was fun, man. It, I had a, I had a blast playing for the Denver Nuggets. I heard, you know, I heard crazy. a little, I heard a little extra part of that story 
which is uh, so so Andre and Coach are going at it, right? Just like you said, mm-hmm. and they're going at it totally this or that, and you don't have the rings, and Shaw, you ain't shit, this, that, the other, and then Andre's going, you know, and 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 you know what? And, and what's it? Ty ain't shit. He ain't even that good. Like you know, uh. you should give me miss. That's it. That the other. He was going hard. He was going hard, <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just pop up, and then you go. I be busting Ty's ass too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I did say that. I did say that because in practice. Now listen, no, time out, time out, time out. Nate won his minutes, baby. <laughs> Nate won his minutes. No, you know what? Nate won a job. Wanted, he left that part out the story. No, 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 no. Because oh, because since we were on the topic about like playing minutes and stuff, all they want to know. I be busting his ass too. So, <laughs> right, and it's funny because he did. He didn't say nothing. He couldn't say anything because every day of practice, the second squad, the second unit, me, Andre, me, Andre, Alonzo G, like we had a squad. Like we, at, uh, the real Arthur, we used to really kick our first unit's ass every single day. Mm. Like we used to have a tally of how many scrimmages we would win and we would like really kick that and take that to heart. So I was like, man, you know, like, like, I was like, man, this is the time. And I was like, man, I said, we do come here every day. And I do be busting his ass. So, yeah, we do need more minutes. And it was like, that was my time. I had to get in. I had to get in where I fit in. Yeah, that was, that was a true story. That's a true story. And it was hella funny. I was like, I had to add my two cents in. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So, like, hey, if he, if he would have said, if Ty would have said, if Ty would have said, yeah, right. You know, I was like, bro, we can go upstairs right now to do <laughs> I would have told him to check up right now. Let's start the one immediately. Bro, I'm not playing no games, but no, nah, it was it did go down like that. But it was, but look, it was funny because that we were we were trying to like we were we were a solid team. We were trying to make the playoffs and towards the end of the season, but we had some great games and great times, you know. Playing and after after that happened, man, it was like I don't know what 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 triggered us, but it it got kind of crazy. But then we started winning a couple games. I was like, man, maybe you turn around, but now we fell up short for making the playoffs. <laughs> Now, Nate, uh, I mentioned earlier you're the, fir- you're the only person in NBA history to win three slam dunk contests, and uh, you mm-hmm. know one of those dunk contests back when the in, in, in back when we were allowed to get as many attempts as you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people were down on that. I thought it was in- extremely impressive that like you even managed to pull off a dunk after like the tenth or twelfth <laughs> attempt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I would have been winded. So like, what was going through your mind like during that? Was that every? Was there any point you like? You know, man, I'm just, man, I was I'm like just... this enough. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, this is going on long enough. Listen, you okay? So listen, so I'm stubborn at, at times when I. That's a dunk that I used to do so easy, uh-huh. and so that like for me not to make it in front of everybody, it kind of it kind of pissed me off. And I'm like, well, I'm still doing this no matter what points I get. I don't care how many times <laughs> how many times it, uh, it it takes me. I'm making this dunk, so that's what it was, man. I was just so frustrated, and then on top of that, like. You know, being a dunk contest, a little nervous. You know, people. You know, millions of people watching, and you know, I just, I just like, man, I can make this dunk. But you know, it's the same thing. Shit, Andre's a, if it does, the same dunk three times and trying to get more points. Doing he the also same lost, thing. fam. He ain't got the first. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was how do you expect to win? How do you expect to win? How do you expect to win doing the exact same dunk every time? He I did. Up. All my dunks were all different. Yeah, I remember he listened to Kobe. Kobe told him what to do, and then you just listen to Kobe, obviously. <laughs> but Kobe, don't know. He Kobe old. Dunk that's contest the only, that's him the by. only time. That's the only time you supposed to not listen to the Kobe mentality. <laughs> 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 
Nate, hey, Nate, question. Why don't you go to China and just bust their ass for a couple of years? Because, bro, I don't know what it is. China has not reached out to me, not one thing. You're you kidding. No way. No, no, you I'm, know how good I, it would I be to go to China you. and feel tall? But it just looks, it just looks so... It looks cheesy. Like basketball, I'm watching Jimmy Fredesco in 80. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no. How, no, how trash is Jimmy? I, I want to play. I want to play. I'm not saying he's trash. That's not what I'm saying. He's a scorer. He can score the ball. He's a, he's a solid player. I like Jimmy Fredesco. But would he give you but buckets? For being, but for him, hell no. Jimmy Fredesco's not giving me no. I'm not giving him <laughs> no buckets. No, 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 sir. Jimmer, no, sir. I played against him before. No, he's not. I refuse to let Jimmy Fredesco give me any buckets. <laughs> So you don't think he's and dropping guy, 80? Guy, no, a guy, a guy that probably lost his virginity at 25, he's definitely not giving me <laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Hell no. Yo, because oh, we, we, we had Jimmer on the show, and he said the easiest guy to score on was you. <laughs> That's a lie. Don't even start that. Don't even talk that. Don't even talk that. <laughs> we fucking with you, man. We fucking with you. Yo, he on the flight to Beijing right now. No, <laughs> What's sir. up, there, Jimmer? No, sir. All right, now no, you with me. I seen him. I seen him play against. I seen him play against. Uh, he gave who did he get? Phil Pierre Jackson, eighty-five points or something. God damn! But in China, in China, they yeah, but it wasn't him. They didn't get. He didn't get Pierre. He gave the other team because in China, the other American can't guard the other American. They make the uh, Chinese kid guard the American, and that's why they be having 80, 90 points and stuff over there. Uh, I mean, my guy, shout out, shout out to my boy, uh, who's over there killing? Uh, Russ, uh, Russ Smith. Smith. Russ Smith from yeah, Louisville. Russ yeah. He's over there averaging 80 points a game. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get buckets over there. So, I mean, it's cool, but I want to play real hoop. I, wanna, I need to get to Europe. If I can't play in the league again, I need to get to Europe. I want to play where all these so called great players from Europe come out of and I want to show them like okay yeah y'all ain't shit that's gonna, this, this is going to be this is going to be our our, our our goal with this episode once this this joint gets out I need every European team every EuroLeague team everything overseas man, give me a chance. yo give Nate a call man he's in the big three league right now you over there cooking by the way um, man, I'm trying as, to man as far as those guys in the big three and the guys that are over there aside from yourself who do you look at in that league and be like, yo, he can still he can still go to the NBA right now and get get a few buckets. Who who do you think is over there that can do that? Besides yourself. Mahmoud, he's he forty nine years old, cooking in the big three. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Man, what? Yeah. Did you see him? He just um like, I think he could probably still play in the NBA right now. Give him a ten day and see what he can do. I always nobody, tell people nobody be able to, I always tell people he was the first Steph Curry. Man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. He got like he got blackboard out the league, so I know how he feels. So yeah, he's definitely one of the greats, man. He's he's a goat forever. Do you feel? I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan. Do you feel like you're blackballed from the league? Yeah, a little bit. What do you a little think bit of blackballed? That? A little bit of a little bit of me being ahead of my time. You know, being in the NBA a little too early than I was supposed to. I think I think that you know now, right now, like looking at the league and how God like. Like, back in the day when I came in the league, when I was trying to wear crazy shoes, they were telling me, no, you can't do it. We're going to find you. Like, mm. how you going to find me from wearing any shoe I want? That's crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in a, I was in that era before they started to let people wear whatever and do whatever. Like, I was trying to do all that. I was trying to get jerseys kind of crazy. They were not trying to listen to me. And now I look at all these different jerseys. I was trying to give the NBA so much different swag, and they were not, they were not messing with me back then, man. But uh, I think I was just a little bit, I was, I was just a little bit before my time, man. I was too much of a uh, the the people's champ and the coaches and they didn't. I don't think they liked that, man. They they didn't like the fact that they sat me down 
and didn't play me, and people were screaming, we want Nate at the games. They hated that, I think. Do you Has there ever been a situation in your life where you had to convince a girl that you were yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to. Yeah, I did one time, man. It was it was crazy. Like, I remember this one time, I was talking to this girl, and I was, you know, I was trying to rap to her, and she was like, she was like, are you, like, one of their friends? And I'm like, I'm not one of the homies. You're not one of these homies, girl. You better act about me. I was like, you you playing me like that? I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you tickets to the game. You showed her. I gave her tickets to the game one time, man. I had a great game. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to go out with you now, baby. She have just jumped over that bitch and been like, what do you think? I'm just here hanging out. I had to keep her at bay, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to let them know. And then once they seen all Nate Robinson, they see, oh, he had billboards downtown of Manhattan and right there in Times Square. They're like, oh. Oh, that's a little short, ugly dude that was trying to talk to me. I should have talked to him. But I was like, nah, baby, I'm taking these little short, ugly guys somewhere else. <laughs> now, here, here's a question. When you got a girl in the crowd that you want to impress, are you going harder than normal? Nah, man, I always play my game. And if whatever happens in between times, then that's what it was. Like, the thing I used to love about playing in the garden, man, it would be so many dope celebrities on the uh, celebrity row right there. Mm. I mean, I remember Jeff, Jessica Alba came to the game. Uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, like so many different beautiful celebrities to come to the games. And I used to be like, damn, they're just right there. I said, man, I hope I save, I save a ball over there and just knock them over. And just like, <laughs> baby, how you doing? And get back to the game. Hey, Nate, I got to keep you a little honest. You you mentioned Beyonce and Rihanna. There's clips of you on ESPN freaking out over Will Ferrell. Don't leave out Will man, Ferrell. Will Ferrell's my guy, man. Will Ferrell's my guy. I've been a big fan. Just, you know, Tyler Diggy Knight's one of my favorite movies and Step Brothers. Like, he would come to the games and I'm like, yo, like, that's one of my favorite actors. You bro. were like, geeking. Shaking bake. So, so my, so my, so my little, like, my little calling when I scored, it was shaking bake. Right. Like, that was my thing. Shake it, mate. So every so he came to the game one day. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, he's at the game, and I'm, I went to the announcer. I said, yo, I'm going hard. I said, hey, play that extra loud tonight. So I didn't know. Uh, he came to a game one time. We played Indiana, and I ended up having like 41. And like I was waiting for a moment. I was waiting for a moment to go give him a shake and bake, like a, you know, a dap. And I remember the time where I came down the court and I had a four point play. I shot a three and dude found me on my elbow, and I had a four point play and I walked all the way over because he wasn't on the side where we were the hoop, he was on the other side. <laughs> so I walked all the way over like to the side and gave him a shake and bake and they got a dope picture of it. And I'd be posting it sometimes on Throwback Thursday, but that was like a super glory moment. Like I I take a stick with Tyler Degan Night of Bobby What? With Ricky Bobby himself? Uh, I was I was geek. I was geek. I gave him a jersey after the game, signed jersey and everything. So yeah, I was pretty stoked that he came to the game. Now, you always played the same no matter who was in the stands, but I noticed LeBron just scored 51 uh, when he went back to Miami. Do you think that there could be some shorty in Miami that he was trying to impress? <laughs> oh, God. Nah, man, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's chasing, he's chasing goat dreams, man. He's trying to chase Mike and everything that he's accomplishing. He wants to be the best player ever to lace up the sneakers, so that's what he's chasing. LeBron ain't chasing no girls, man. Mm, hear that. Hear that. He ain't chasing no girls. Yeah, I mean, he got probably every girl in the world already on his on his on his nuts, so he good. <laughs> but his main he's side chick is probably I mean, in Miami. LeBron James, come on, man, come on, man, he's good. Yo, Nate, I got That's a few questions. 
Sorry to cut you off a little bit. I got a few questions I need to ask you for. I, I don't think you played for great coaches. I already said that. Um, who was the worst coach you what? played for? Tom Thibodeau's not a good coach. You don't think Tom Thibodeau's not a good coach? I don't think he's not a good coach. I just think he doesn't care about your body at all. Like, whatever <laughs> happens to you, I don't give a fuck you're playing 50 minutes in a 48-minute game. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? The reason why he coaches like that is because he never had the opportunity to play minutes like that. So he's like, I'm playing these guys too much, <laughs> so much. That's what it is. He, is, he just, you know, he... He's just a he's just a, a basketball junkie, man. He loves hoops. He just loves it. he wants. And it's crazy because me, I, when I was on the board, I love the fact that he played me too much when when he had to play me. I, I never wanted to come out. So you never heard any complain about about him in minutes ever. I would never complain about minutes. If a coach wanted to play me the whole game, please, coach, please don't take me out. I would love. I would unless I asked when I'm tired. I need to sub. If that, I want to play all the minutes. So. I don't know what Jimmy's going to be tripping around. He's playing too much now. I want to play every minute. I don't care. I don't care until I can't play basketball no more. I want to play every minute. Because that's how much I love the game. When you were in Chicago, D. Rose mm-hmm. is there. Would D. Rose give you buckets during practice? <laughs> what up, asshole army? It's Schulte here. And you would just listen to the flagrant two boys chop it up with the legends. Nate Robinson. We got some more of that interview left and a full episode of Flagrant 2 on our Patreon page. You can go over there right now to patreon.com slash flagrant2 to sign up, join the army, see what we got cooking over there. You can see we're going hard right now. Last week we had Carlos Boozer. This week we had Nate Robinson. Next week, who knows? But come on, join the army. We're doing some amazing fucking things over here. And of course, you get to witness that unfiltered peak flagrancy and for all of y'all that have already signed it up uh and are listening man thank y'all so much for supporting us with what we're doing it's real shit fight club man we're gonna change the way content is put out in the world i promise you that matter of fact we're already changing it so that's patreon.com slash flagrant two thank y'all so much for your support peace